0: Be obedient, my little deviant Together we will find the right ingredients. We will stir the goose that is a horror soup And the last thing you will find is a spaghetti hoop There's eyes and flies and anything that dies There's a nasty surprise in it
1: beautiful it's lovely
0: you're beautiful you're You're beautiful beautiful. you're You're beautiful beautiful. it's true and a thing and a thing
1: hey guys i'm caleb uh we're doing we're doing signs (laughs) hey it's signs my guys
2: (laughs) is that is that is that what you have to say about this it's signs my guy i imagine i imagine that's what mel gibson would say about it so i don't know dude but you
1: know what signs is my guy pal in this instance mel gibson is my guy pal he's kind of a fucking freak any other day of the week and he's kind of like the most insane person in the world you ever watched like the fucking interview of him like after uh the passion when they like with uh with
2: diane sawyer <laughs> No, I mean, I knew that he was weird as fuck, but I've never actually watched any of that stuff. Dude, there's like a 45 minute or like at least like a 45, 50
1: minute interview where he's just like saying outlandish things to Diane Sawyer the whole time. And it's it's pretty, I mean, like, she, <laughs> not to say she isn't outlandish either. I think they're both kind of fucking just sure, going sure, on, sure. like bouncing off of each other. But it is a conversation
2: for sore eyes well we should uh maybe maybe after we watch the trailer for signs we can watch that interview as well and react to it didn't we already watch it oh yeah we did already do that never mind <laughs> I think I,
1: like, messed up the audio on it, to be fair. Like, I don't think we did an audio (laughs) test. So there's, like, we did, like, a few trailers at the same time, and I feel like there's a few that you can't hear too much, but I didn't rewatch it all the way. I just kind of, like, you know, tested the water. (laughs) And I was was, like, I don't know if you can hear
3: James.
1: (laughs) It's fine. It's actually probably really fine. You might have got snubbed, dude. I'm sure they can hear your laugh, if anything. It's okay. Like, they know when you have, like, you know, you know, an expressive feeling or something.
2: Yeah, I have expressiveness in my feelings. Yeah, I would say that. But
1: anyway, yeah, for anyone that doesn't know, I have James right here with me. I am Sweet Baby Ray's Barbecue Sauce. I'm the host of the show. Thank you for uh, coming around. So pretty much uh, voting finished on... Is-, is this November? This is November. It's the turkey month. <laughs> hey, happy November, guys. Happy uh, Thanksgiving. Happy turkeys. Yeah, we did some votes on Patreon and... This month's theme was aliens. Now we're doing Signs. I guess everyone really I wonder what the reasoning is cuz there were some other movies which I thought might have won,
2: but Signs won. You know, I I would like to know maybe like some people in the Discord or or in the Patreon like, "Hey, like what's the deal with Signs?" I this is what I thought. I thought that we all maybe saw Signs when we were really young and we're like, oh, it's a scary movie. But then, like, as you got older, you're like, oh, that's that cheesy Mel Gibson movie. And that's all that Signs was. But I, th- I think that there are people out there who genuinely love it. And if there are, I'm really happy about that.
1: I've never really seen Signs. I've definitely seen, like, some parts of it after watching it. I've realized that, like, it's been on before, you know, when I was right. younger or something. And I've noticed it. It existed. But I've never seen signs. And after watching it, I don't know. I kind of always shrugged it off. I was like, all right, it's fucking M. Night, uh, Sham Wow, and M. Mel Gibson's alien movie about right. water. We spoke a couple episodes ago <laughs> about how it's water. And I guess I won't say a lot about that for at least like 15 minutes. I'll say something fully about it in like 15 minutes, I'm sure. But <laughs> it's water, it's aliens, it's Gibson. It's Shamalama, and I thought it's I thought it would have like sucked. I thought it was gonna be terrible,
2: but you know what? I, I like Signs. <laughs> I'm excited to talk about Signs. I am too. It's a good movie. <laughs> I'm shocked that I'm saying that out loud on a podcast. Signs from 2002 is a good movie. It just is. It is a good movie.
1: It's it's a pretty great movie and I'm I'm glad that Patreon picked this. I'm glad that you guys voted for this. I'm really excited. I want to make an announcement though. December's theme, and I just thought of this like last minute. I was going to go werewolf and and like all honesty, and that would have been fun, but I want to do your most hated movie. Whatever movie you guys hate the most or you just think is like the worst piece of shit in the world basically. Drop the comments in the Patreon on the little voting thing. I'm going to post it. uh, I think it'll be up like three days before this episode comes out, actually. Okay. If you're on the Patreon, I think this video version will be coming out the same day that the poll is going to come out. So go ahead. Drop your most hated movie, whatever you think is just just god-awful. I have some things in mind. I feel like this will be fun. <laughs> I feel like it's going to, I mean, obviously, it's going to be a terrible watch, but you know what? I feel like this this show is kind of fueled off of
2: hatred. Right. So <laughs> I don't know. I can't wait, though, because you just have such varying taste. I can't wait for someone or even multiple people's least favorite movie or most hated movie ends up being something that you actually like.
1: It very much could be, but at the same time, <laughs> when I think of,
2: like, Just what people,
1: I feel like people for the most part, like the homies on Patreon, I feel like they kind of like really think about what is going to get to me for the most part. Right, right, right. And I feel like they're going to find something that not only they hate, but they probably want me to hate too. Like it's going (laughs) to, they're going to get me good. Like I feel like every time something like this ends, I'm like, you fucking got me. (laughs) Right, right. Um. So yeah. That's going up very soon. Well, I think when this is out, it'll already be up. But that's all on Patreon.com slash Let me know what painful movie you want us to cover. I'm sure James will be there. So, I'm... James, are you excited? <laughs> Yay. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's fine. <sighs> this is fun. I'm excited. Oh, that's funny. So, while we're here, real quick, I want to thank Sam Mack, Bridget Austin, Oz, as in O-Z, Oz. Just a viril- real 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 solid name solid name ashley farley Marin marak kira thomas that that one is like i had to spell it out because she told me that her name is like it's spelled like sierra but it's pronounced like kira i think she said it was celtic so celtic yeah celtic that's what i said sweet kira Kira Thomas, Julie Redding, Michelle Harris, Erica Kelly, Sydney Wallace, Sarah, Gina, Shawuni, sh- 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 yeah, sh- Shawuni. I think that's what it is, Shawuni, and finally, Karina Calderon, honestly, like, thank you guys, the Patreon's kind of been going crazy this month, there's been a lot of people popping in, the Patreon's actually, like, higher than it's ever been at the moment, it's awesome, man. Thank you, guys. Uh, I got a lot of good stuff going on and whatnot. The voting's been real cool. A lot of more interactive stuff. Amityville stuff's going crazy. All of me and James All Suck Your Blood episodes are up right now. Yeah, they are. Thank you, guys. I appreciate it. I appreciate it. Hells yeah. James is smiling, too. Look at him.
2: Oh, I appreciate it. That's what I appreciate about Patreons.
1: (laughs) Are you five years old? (laughs) Cut. So with all that out of the way, Signs is written, directed, and produced by none other than M. Night, Shammy, and it is starring Mel Gibson, Walking Phoenix, Rory Culkin, and Abigail Breslin. I think I'm going to go ahead and just say all of their um, names in the movie right now, because I'm going to tell you right now, I am not referring to a single person in this movie as their character name. So Mel Gibson is Graham Hess, Walking Phoenix is Meryl Hess. Roy Colkin, I'm just gonna stop
2: saying yes, is Morgan, and then Abigail is Bo. You gotta you gotta call Bo by her name, man. Bo is special. I saw nothing else other than Abigail Breslin the whole time I was watching this. I was like, okay, Abigail <laughs> Breslin. I even I even made a joke in my notes. I called her Abogail Boslin. You're ridiculous. <laughs> That's a child.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, not anymore. <laughs> Abigail <laughs> Boslin. I don't know, dude. When I was watching this, I was like, oh, "Okay, so Mel Gibson is Joaquin Phoenix's brother, and Mel Gibson spawned Rory Culkin and Abigail Breslin."
2: Yeah, I mean, it's pretty believable, right, dude? I mean, honestly, I didn't question <laughs> a single thing that was going on in this. <laughs> I questioned one thing for a second. For a second, I questioned: Is Mel Gibson and Joaquin Phoenix actually related? <laughs> you know what's so crazy too? I didn't,
1: I didn't realize that Abigail Breslin had a role. Where she was younger than she was in Little Miss Sunshine. Like, I always thought that that was like one of her first or like maybe her first thing. Yeah. I'm really sad that she's in Stillwater. (laughs) But aside from that, I don't know. It kind of blew me away because I, when I started this movie, I was looking at her and I was like, okay, is that
2: little miss sunshine herself but i was like she looks a little young i don't think so i looked it up and i was like holy shit okay yeah so how has the conversation of abigail breslin always been like oh remember the girl from little miss sunshine instead of oh remember the girl from signs i feel like i've never
1: anytime she's ever been mentioned you're right like it's always little miss sunshine and fair that's probably her best role but
2: honestly sure she's amazing in that role for sure Dude, she's terrifying in this. She's a good. They actually both of them do a good job for kid actors. Being such young kid actors, it's a pretty damn good job. Why does Home Alone matter when Rory <laughs> Culkin exists doing shit like this? Fuck off, fucking Macaulay. You're kind of right, man. Like, this actually took real acting jobs. Like, not just, you know, kid having fun by himself. Dude, I feel like I believe them more than anything. Okay, how
1: old could Abigail Breslin have been? when they did this it was 2002 she was born in 96 wow if this came out so she in 2002 was yeah but this came out in 2002 so what she might have been like five five maybe yeah that is fucking insane she is the most terrifying thing i've ever seen in my life <laughs> like i was genuinely like like startled and upset a few times just watching her interact with people during this movie. Yeah. No, you're right. <laughs> anyway, this was on a seventy-two million dollar budget. It had a sixty million opening weekends, so it almost made seventy-two million dollars back <laughs> right when it came out. Right. A box office of four hundred and eight million dollars. Oh my gosh. This definitely wasn't one of those M. Night Shyamalan movies that um got destroyed right right this is when he was still like in his zone you know well this was still like i think people were kind of anticipating this after what the sixth sense they were like okay this guy's a god it's like it's kind of the thing that we've talked about multiple times where every time there's a new person like in horror just in some kind of genre they're just like holy shit this is the guy like you made a great horror movie like this is crazy what are you gonna do next and then he comes out with signs and uh, this is the weirdest movie.
2: It's so good, but so bad at the same time, but very really good i don't think I don't think any of us knew it was bad when it came out. I think we realized it was bad like a few years later, but I think that when it came out, everyone was pretty on board with it. I don't know. I didn't watch it when it came out. I
1: watched yeah. it uh like a week ago <laughs> a week ago, and then again, like yesterday. <laughs> I had a great time both times. Both times. I had a really wonderful time. I really love this movie. (laughs) It's a good movie, man. It's a good movie. Critics on Rotten Tomatoes gave it a 74, 67 by the audience, 6.7 out of 10 on IMDb, and then like a
2: 3.3 on Letterboxd, which I kind of thought it might have been higher. It deserves to be higher on Letterboxd. That's that's one of the things where I think critics probably had it right around a 70-ish percent is... Uh, high 70s mid to high 70s is a great place for this movie to live but over time we've looked back on it and been like oh that's Mel Gibson and in my Shyamalan and we've like docked it even further that it didn't deserve you think it's just because everyone hates Mel Gibson because I mean I'm not gonna say
1: I love Mel Gibson He he's kind of an idiot <laughs> he's like absurd but
2: <laughs> he's a good actor I mean like he's a good actor yeah I think that definitely might be part of it especially like because people didn't know just how weird and crazy he was until after this movie, because, like, passion didn't come till after this. So, like, at this time, it's just like, oh, what's the Lethal Weapon guy up to now? Oh, he's doing a alien movie? Interesting, you know? And then, like, once he became super polarizing and everyone found out how crazy he was, and, like, then it kind of beca- it started, you know, we changed our tune on what we thought about Signs. Signs is still good. Even though Mel Gibson is a crazy disgusting evil person. Signs is still a good movie. Yeah, I don't know man, like I'll
1: I'll definitely live in that box where I like Signs, but I guess we should talk about Signs, right? <laughs> you know what? It has a really cool intro. It does. It does. And, we're, and you know, what? I'm just going to say this right now. We're not doing Frogtown. We're not we're not do, and everything else we've done lately. We're not doing a 2-hour conversation. <laughs> we're fucking we're talking about this and we're guys. Let's go. We're sticking to it. Let's do it. All right, James. I'm on board. All right. So the initial setup of signs, if you don't know, Mel Gibson wakes up to Abigail Breslin and Roy Culkin. There is kids. They're screaming from inside of a cornfield and Mel and Joaquin Phoenix run over to the cornfield and they find the kids standing in the middle of a, you know, a, cro- a crop circle. A big. It looks like an hourglass with like some like eyebrows on the sides of it or something like that. And Rory tells Mel Gibson that he thinks God was the cause of these giant test tube looking
2: crop circles. And they. Which is already terrifying. That scene is already terrifying. Whenever, anytime a kid says something like, I think God did it, like that fucking freaks me out.
1: <laughs> yeah, I don't know how else to explain like the beginning of it because it's all some. It, it's all like uh, you kind of have to see it for
2: it to be as impactful as it was when you're watching it. It's honestly, it's kind of like a modern day horror short. Like, the intro to the movie is kind of like a short. Like, it would just end there, and then, like, they wouldn't really have a story to tell after that. <laughs> okay, like one of those, like, three minute YouTube videos. It's like, oh, okay, blah, blah, blah. It's kind of like the, that whole sequence is kind of just one of those. Yeah, I would agree with that. And it ends on a really cool helicopter shot. Oh, it d- yeah, because you see d- all, all, the... all Yeah, you see yeah, all the yeah, crop yeah. circles in, in their field, and, and like,. It's one of those things, you know, helicopter shots in 2002, because, you know, a few years after this, that's all going to be drone. won't be helicopters anymore.
1: Well, yeah, helicopters were invented in 2001, so it's very impressive that you see a helicopter in 2002.
2: <laughs> I hate you. Okay, uh, <laughs> this is also where I wrote down, this kid's got to be a Colkin, right? Because I didn't look up who was in it before I started watching.
1: Neither did I and it took me all of 2 seconds until I was like all right I've seen these fucking droopy eyes before in my life like the colkins are so descriptive just being themselves like anytime I see them I know exactly who they are immediately uh, oh okay you're one of those you're one of them guys yep I get it <laughs> you're not that guy pal except they are that guy pal they, you are that guy pal dude the colkins are
2: like I don't know. Is there anyone more descriptive than them? I mean, I guess the Baldwin's are kind of in that same category. You're but... right. Anytime yeah. you see a Baldwin, like
1: they're so they look like <laughs> they all look like brick walls. <laughs> like the Colkins all have really lazy eyes, and the Baldwin's all have like really brick walls. <laughs> like... <laughs> They're sculpted like cement is between them and everything. <laughs> okay, we're not making good on our promise to not do two hours of recording. Okay, you're probably right. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, God is in this chilies tonight anyway the police officer shows up and she has some small talk with Mel about the possibility of crop circles being made by local hooligans that live nearby what were their names like the
2: Langley I for, I it was hard to hear I didn't I didn't get their names the langwingles the langhorn Langhorns was it the langhorns I don't think it was the Langhorns I would have remembered
1: that because no, that's fuck a band you. whatever <laughs> <laughs> so they decide that the task was a little too much for the lang for to
2: accomplish you know whatever yeah because the corn was bent not broken
3: well dude wait that's where they said it right right here and now okay right here.
2: <laughs> <laughs> it would have taken too long and been too difficult to bend all these corn stalks without snapping them and breaking them at all so there's no way a person could have done this
1: you know what else is really difficult I couldn't remember if I poured my gin or my ginger ale first right now, so I just poured more gin. Just double up. <laughs> so we'll see how it turns out. This is, a, this is how Signs was supposed to be. You know, I feel like this is fitting because, you know, if I was ever in a... I'm going to call this an alien apocalypse. If I'm ever sure, in an alien sure.
2: apocalypse, I'm getting drunk. Oh, yeah. Well, but he's a former... A uh, priest, so maybe he's got weird things about alcohol.
1: But he's a former priest,
2: so like you know, doesn't he
1: just like move on? Some people are pussies, you know. What about you, James? I feel like this is kind of a movie about your life. Um, no, because I'm not Catholic, and that's a
2: whole different ball game. Okay, what were you again? A pastor? A, well, were you a Christian pastor? I was. I was a pastor at an evangelical megachurch.
1: Okay, would you be interested in being an ex priest at a Catholic church so that you could be Mel Gibson in Signs? Sure, yeah, I'll do it. I'll drink though. That's actually what I was trying to get to. Would would you? No, okay. perfect. Yeah, 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 I got it. <laughs> yeah, okay, good.
2: <laughs> because I'm getting drunk if aliens are attacking me. There's no other option. Yeah, let's do like our interpretation of what the signs uh, alien apocalypse is. Is that another thing we should, like, rewrite
1: later? Because, like, I'm going to be launching the improv horror movies soon. Oh, yeah. And, like, I like making our own. The last one we did, I don't know if it was the best thing ever or the
2: worst thing ever. (laughs) I would appreciate having a prompt going in instead of of just freeballing everything. Look, the the first time I did it, we freeballed
1: everything and it went great. So I was like, oh, yeah, we can do it again. And then the second time we did it, it was like, oh, shit uh how do we kim did do a really i mean the whole episode was the best joke in the world i can't say anything (laughs) i like i can't because it's a lot but
0: (laughs) oh
2: shit
1: but yeah uh, maybe we should just
2: rewrite signs like what would happen if we were in signs i think we should i think that'd be really fun uh they talk about urine a lot in the beginning of this movie there's just Wait, a lot of talk about pee. What? When? So they talk about pee because the
1: dog... Dude, you've been really fixated on piss lately, and I'm getting fucking have... sick of it. I. Dude, have... we went to do this vampire you know movie lately, and you were like, oh, this guy pees all over himself, and blah, blah, blah. And I saw no pee in the whole movie.
2: I literally have... <laughs> the dog pees in the house because he's haunted by aliens. Uh, and then... Dogs pee in houses all the time. What the fuck are you talking about? That's what I'm saying, but they're like, call the human doctor about the dog who peed in the house. Like, what the fuck are you guys even talking about? Yeah, That's what I'm saying. Pee doesn't even just happen. They talk about it. And then uh, (laughs) fucking somebody gets up and can't take a piss without wetting the front of their pants. I don't know who that was. I just took down the note. Wait, Who? That's what Caroline says about the the brothers. She's like, like, they couldn't have done this. They can't take a piss without wetting the front of their pants. Man, you
1: said the same thing about let the right one in, and I didn't see any pee.
2: (laughs) There's pee in this movie. There's a lot of talk about peeing. You said the same goddamn thing last time. And then I love it. I love it whenever uh, Mel Gibson says, Caroline, please stop calling me father. Wait, who's Caroline? (laughs) The cop, the lady cop.
1: Oh, yeah, her name is Caroline. Never mind. That is the one name that I wrote down in this whole movie. (laughs) I don't know who she is. Because she's not a
2: super recognizable
1: actor. Yeah, if you're recognizable, you're just going to be called your actor name. I'm sorry, because you're not. I don't know. I guess you're not a person to me. Is that bad to say?
2: (laughs) Yes. It's terrible.
1: See, that's not what I mean. Like, you are a person to me. But in the terms of a movie, you're uh, Oh wait! You know what? It's the opposite. You're more of a person
2: to me,
3: right? Like you
2: are (laughs) a person. You're not an actor to me, (laughs) right? You're a human being. (laughs) See, guys, I'm good. I'm good. I'm
3: good.
2: All right. So next up, they come back from the cornfield, and Rory killed Houdini with a fork. No, 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 no. That's not what happened. What about a fork? Rory kills the dog. He kills Houdini.
1: Yeah, we should be there. (laughs) That's very accurate. I mean, like, yeah. Abigail Breslin has a near-death experience because the dog is pee-haunted, and it tries to attack her, and then Rory forks it. Kills it with a barbecue fork. That's pretty brutal for a kid. And I'm also just going to spoil it right now. There's two kills in this movie, and it's two dogs. Yeah, that kind of feels fucked up, right? Like I feel like when you kill animals in a movie, like I don't care for it ever, really. Like I don't, I don't, I don't
2: know. It doesn't need to happen for the most part. I wonder if it was a reaction from M Night. What do you mean coming off of Sixth Sense? Where I mean, like, there's not technically kills in the movie, but you featured a lot of deaths in the movie with all the dead people, and you like. Thought of how they died and all this stuff, and then it was like, Hey, how about I make a movie that no humans die? <laughs> well, I guess that's not true. One still technically does. Wait, who? Uh, the wife? Yeah, the wife. That doesn't count. I mean, it counts just as much as all of the people who die in A Sixth Sense. The Sixth Sense, not A Sixth Sense. Do those even count? I mean, not as, not as horror movie kills, but I'm just saying, like, he just did a movie with a bunch of dead humans. Let's do a movie with no dead humans, or maybe one dead human.
1: I mean, it happened six months prior, so, I mean, how, how much can we call her dead? I mean... Right, I agree. I mean, we do we see her die, but that's fine. Don't worry about it. I mean, if, I'm, if we're <laughs> going to be on that scene, I'm just going to go ahead and say that that's never not going to be Charlie Cheen, like, trying to, you know, stick his hot dog in a chick's donut one last time. That's all that scene's ever going to be to me. It's so hard not to just think about that, isn't it? Dude, Charlie Sheen looks more like Mel Gibson than Mel Gibson does in that scene. (laughs) It's so fucking weird how well they did that. Like, when I watched it, I thought they actually went forward in time and cut that out of Scary Movie and
2: then put it into signs. Yeah, I mean, Scary Movie has that ability. It did the same thing with Scream for a lot of people. It definitely did. It definitely did. I would
1: say that that's probably one of the best, though. I, as someone who'd never seen Signs, that's one of the, like, only things in Scary Movie that you I looked knew. at, and I'd been right. like, what the fuck is this? I was like, I don't know what movie that is. <laughs> I I actually thought that might have just been
2: something made up, right? <laughs> I don't know, man. Pretty great. Pretty great. I guess we'll just skip over that part later. Uh, Joaquin Phoenix is just around. He's not really paying attention to anything that's happening. For, like, the first half of the movie.
1: Yeah, I would say he's more of a third-act guy in this. Or, no, he's, like, a half-of-second-act, all-of-third-act guy. He comes in, yeah, he comes in about halfway through. He's after a route. So, yeah, you're right. There's, uh, there's a fork in a dog right now, and that's going to be one of the two kills in the movie. I guess there's, like, three if you count an alien. Oh, that's true. One alien gets murdered.
2: Yeah, we should well, we should probably count aliens.
1: Yeah, you get, okay, then kill count, three, two dogs and an alien. <laughs> That we know of. And then one uh, wife who got split in half six months ago. Yep. I'm not trying to, but I feel like we're focusing on the problems right now, and this is another case of sounding like (laughs) I hate this movie more than I do,
2: even though I said I like it. (laughs) Okay, that's fine. The first half of the movie, and actually I guess you could make the argument that almost all of the movie, holy shit. You might be able to make the argument that the entire first half of M. Night Shyamalan's career is built off the same thing that I was about to say that this movie was built off of, but also The Sixth Sense is kind of the same movie, because they're just built off of getting scary by having kids say really unexpected things. Isn't that Poltergeist? Isn't that, like, what Poltergeist was built off of? Yeah, you're right. I would argue that, I mean, of
1: course, rest in peace, and, like... No ill will to her whatsoever, but I would say Abigail Breslin is like definitely a scarier version of Heather O'Rourke. Yeah. In Poltergeist. I could get that. Because I feel like Heather O'Rourke really just, like, you know, cemented that, like, scary kid thing. Like, I I don't know why, like, I feel like there's, like, at least, like, seven topics that are just always mentioned on Horror Soup. And I feel like I bring up Heather O'Rourke all the time. (laughs) Like, anytime (laughs) I see a creepy kid, I'm like, oh, they tried to Heather O'Rourke it. Yep. That's all it is. Just Heather O'Rourke. But Abigail Breslin is... I don't know. They probably should have put her in every single horror movie involving a child ch- child. <laughs> child ever invented. Yeah, they really should have she did a great job. Dude, even in the beginning like she's doing this whole thing where she's talking about water being contaminated. Like yeah. every time like a water like cup it's is brought to her or something she has to give it to a dog, she has to drink it. She's like It's contaminated. (laughs) Like, sometimes Rory is like, like, no, it's not. Like, it's fine. It's tap water. And other times the teacher's like, oh, my God, we have to get rid of all this water. And he's like, no, no. Like, it's just a thing she
3: does. (laughs) It's like, it's simultaneously,
1: like, it's hilarious and adorable. But then also, like, the further she goes with it, like, she just starts getting creepy with everything else she does. So I'm like, I don't know where I land with her. Like... (laughs) <laughs> I know. I definitely love her as an actress though, except not not in, not in Stillwater.
2: so they they not really much happens after that they like go to before nightfall right like that's where my next notes really pick up is after it it gets dark outside
1: yeah and that's when she wakes up in the middle of night
2: again looking creepy and she goes
3: there's a monster in my room can i have a glass of water
2: (laughs) (laughs) everything that every parent like the last thing every parent ever wants to hear literally just like a fever dream in the middle of
1: the night we're like all right go back to fucking bed i'm sleeping i'm sleeping <laughs> i'm sleeping i'm sleeping she kind of just like has that you know late night conversation with mel gibson and she's like why do you
3: talk to mommy at night when you're all alone
2: oh god i forgot And I'm like, are you everywhere? Are you paying attention to everything that's going on? Bo is all-knowing and all-seeing. Go play with a fucking Polly Pocket.
3: (laughs) (laughs) This is so insane.
1: (laughs) But anyway, they're having this whole conversation, and then Mel Gibson looks out the window, and he sees a stick figure, you know, standing on a roof across from him. And I'm going to go ahead and say terrible looking but executed well yeah it's terrible looking because of the time you know dude it's like every other movie that i make fun of when i'm like oh so that's just a stick figure right it's a stick figure on the opposite roof from him
2: right can we agree on that (laughs) i guess sure we can call it a stick figure i was shocked at just how early we just straight up see a thing I felt like we saw enough of it to be like, yep, that's an alien. Like and well and then I guess shortly after this is when he chases it into the cornfield and we see the foot too. So like that all happens right now. Like we saw yeah. it. Yeah. In my mind, I didn't you don't see anything until the birthday party scene later on. Yeah, that that foot that you're gonna see in the cornfield soon is very slithery. Oh yeah, for sure. Very slithery. Kinda looks like a snail. It's pretty wet. I don't like that. next up i have an extremely complicated plan to catch an alien or catch the kids outside they still think it's those those neighborhood kids the langhorns right (laughs) yeah yeah they think it's the langley brothers and they're like all
1: right well not they joaquin looks at mel gibson he's like all right dude we gotta start making noise we gotta curse we gotta go crazy brother (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> they run, and he's like, "I don't, I don't know if I could do that because I mean, you made a good point at w- at one time, James. It was like uh, I think like a week ago when we were first watching this. You said
2: that Mel Gibson is more alien than any alien in this movie. Yeah, no, I legit feel like the way that Mel Gibson approached playing this character." was that he is an alien who is pretending to be a human actor who was cast in this movie. That's how it comes off to me. I fully agree. Like, he has no idea how humans are supposed to behave. Weren't we saying that about something else very recently? Probably. <laughs> okay. <laughs>
1: that, that's, never mind. That's not descriptive at all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's, he's an enigma, to say the least. Yeah, yeah. So they finally start running around. They're like, all right, I'm going to run on the left side of the house. Mel Gibson, you're going to run on the right side of the house. <laughs> and we're just going to catch them in the middle and we're going to attack them. And they run
2: out. And he's like, I'm screaming and I'm yelling and I'm upset. Uh, I'm insane with anger. I'm losing my mind. It's time for an ass whooping. <laughs> it's so funny. Right before they go into it, he's like, elaborate on
1: being scary and angry. <laughs> i'm losing my mind dude and then they meet back with each other at the end he's like i cursed and joaquin phoenix is like i heard i heard (laughs) good job big boy i feel like that's me just like looking at you and asking you for just like recognition i'm like james i did that thing (laughs) is
2: that that good and you're like yeah good good job (laughs) way to go Good job, buddy. Way to go, pal. Right before
1: the started, I just called James because I don't know why. I just had a random thought. I was like, I'm going to look for a movie at Best Buy. I was like, James <laughs> James might know of some movie coming out.
2: It's true. You you did do that.
1: And then I called him. I was like, hey, got any recs? And he was <laughs> like, no. <laughs> like, I'm going to Best Buy. What movie should I get? I don't fucking know. It's not something I would ever ask to anyone else, but I was just like, you know what? I don't know. Maybe James will have just some like weird thing that because I feel like every once in a while when I talk to you, you're just like, oh yeah, I just saw this or this came out on DVD or Blu-ray or something like this is cool. So I was like, that's I don't fair, know. that's fair. So I was like, maybe he'll have something. <laughs> and then you're like, no. But, uh, did Candyman come out? And I was like, I did fall asleep for that. Maybe I could get that. I went in. The very first thing I saw was Candyman you didn't buy it. <laughs> and I walked around the corner, I saw Scott Pilgrim versus the World, and I almost bought it just to spite you, but then I was like, am I really going to buy something just to spite a white man?
2: Well, you send me the B-movie for every holiday, so...
3: Oh, I didn't send you one for Thanksgiving!
2: Hold on.
1: <laughs> I think I remember which versions I sent you already.
3: Oh, this one's pretty good.
2: Oh, my God. Oh, this one. Yeah. Send it send it on VHS or don't send it at all. No, I, I'm going to keep sending you different ones until you have every version of B-movie ever invented. <laughs> Honestly, I would dedicate a wall to it in uh, in my basement and make a B- B-movie display. Do you have the two-movie collection,
1: B-movie, and Over the Hedge 2? <laughs> no. Oh, wait, no, it's the
2: first Over the Hedge. I don't think you have that one, right? No, I don't have any... Uh... Collections at all. You have the B movie
1: that's like an orange cover, though, right? This one.
2: Yeah. Okay, that's what I thought. I think that was the last one you sent me.
1: <laughs> How many B movies do you have? No, I think three. Okay, cool. <laughs> Let's pump those numbers up, baby. <laughs> so the water debacle continues when Mel tells Abigail that she's too old to be pouring cups of water without finishing them, and he looks over at the top of the TV and he's like, "Okay, so there's three cups of water here." What about that one? she's like, that one has dust in it. He's like, what about this one? She's like, that one has a hair. And on the final one, she's, she's like, Morgan took a sip, and now it has his amoebas in it. <laughs> <laughs> Which, honestly,
3: like, it's like, I don't know.
1: It's always kind of adorable when, like, a young-ass kid just says some, like, really big intelligent word. I'm like, "Okay, that's funny." Right. Like it's funny and also cute at the same
2: time. So I'm like, "Can I really be mad at this?" <laughs> <laughs> well, also, I mean, she was watching Dexter's Lab, so maybe she learned some of those science words, you know? Wait, like the animated Dexter's Laboratory? Yeah, that's what she was watching on that TV. She was not.
1: She was. Are you serious? I am dead serious. How did I not notice that either time? I don't know. That's so crazy. That's awesome. I'm very happy. <laughs> so the policewoman and Joaquin and Mel are all talking, and she's like, so, you know, there's some creature going on. What, what did it look like? Was it, like, the brothers? And they're like, no, you know, it was, like, maybe six feet tall, maybe smaller. I don't know. I couldn't really see it. It was dark. But the thing is, it jumped 10 feet, like, directly onto my roof. And she's like, oh, yeah? What if it was a thief Scandinavian Olympic woman? <laughs> That jumped on your roof.
2: (laughs) A woman could never. (laughs) They get into this really random, I can do anything better than you conversation for some reason. I don't even know why it's in the movie.
3: Look, like, I know
1: exactly what both sides are trying to do. He's, he's, I actually wouldn't even say he's trying to be like that manly where he's like, oh, only a man can do this. I feel like he was more trying to say no human could jump 10 feet onto this roof and she was like a oh, what human man human man woman so could. you know what
3: <laughs> i've seen a woman <laughs> i'm like where are you again in fucking pennsylvania you're literally in pennsylvania right now and you think the fucking olympic champion is here and is worried about mel gibson and joaquin phoenix In this nasty-ass
1: farmhouse. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I get it. You know what? When a man is being an asshole, attack them. I'm fine with that. I have no issue with you attacking a man for
2: anything. That's fine. Oh, shit. But (laughs) This whole part, though, where she's kind of going back and forth with Joaquin, this is when Mel Gibson starts, like, really acting like an alien who doesn't know how to react. His face, and, like, when he tries to interject... Like, it's just so bizarre. It literally reminds me of, like, Mark Zuckerberg, like, Sweet Baby Rays. Like, that's how he's acting right now. Did you see my post on Instagram today? I, I did. Only,
1: like, maybe two people got that. <laughs> A couple people texted me and like or messaged me, whatever. Someone messaged me, they were like, oh, yeah, the honey version's better. And I was like... I mean, you're right, but that's not what's happening right now. <laughs> right. That's not the point. It's all about my fan, Zuck. <laughs> Have you seen that TikTok where he's, like, having a barbecue with his buds? He's like, sweet baby Ray's, baby Ray's, sweet baby Ray's. Oh, I want some of that sweet baby Ray's, sweet <laughs> baby Ray's, sweet baby <laughs> Hey, you know, sweet baby Ray's is really good. <laughs> Mel Gibson in this movie is equivalent to Mark Zuckerberg at any
2: single time. Any, any moment in his life. <laughs> sweet baby Ray's oh god that's exactly that's exactly what it's like he even says this he even says this she's talking about that olympian or whatever and he goes caroline i know you're trying to make a point here but i don't know what it is
3: (laughs) he does he's like he's like speaking
1: for the audience at any time he's like okay like i get what you're doing like i understand completely but this isn't that situation It's so funny too cuz at one point Joaquin starts to question her as well. I think it might be before that, but he's like, "Okay, so like I get you, but but ma'am." And she's like, "I don't appreciate the sarcasm." <laughs> <laughs> That's probably when Mel Gibson says that. He's like, "All right, right, right. you need to you need to cool it down." <laughs> he's like, "I'm being like absolutely as reasonable as I can be." And you're somehow losing me. <laughs> so they keep talking for a little bit. And then Abigail walks in the room and she's like, hey, the same channel is on every station. And they like all look around. They're like, oh, my God. And this is when the news basically tells them, hey, so there either is or isn't aliens. Make your choice.
0: <laughs>
2: yeah. Yeah. I love to see the uh, that like that real slow zoom in onto the CRT and you can see all the scan lines and everything. I love that. Uh, I also thought it was really interesting. Anytime that TV is on, you can hear that real high pitched like CRT wine noise. And I feel like they would have had to put that in specifically like in post-production. I just thought it was interesting.
1: There was a lot of little key details that I think made this movie what it was like while, while the dialogue and the acting and Okay. Okay. I want to say it right now. M. Night Shyamalan is not known for his dialogue, if you didn't already know. Right. This guy kind of fucking sucks at writing, like... I think he's the one that makes Mel Gibson as inhuman as he is. This guy does not know how to write dialogue for any given person, ever. But for some reason, as much as it doesn't work
2: in this, it works a lot. And then what they, they go back to that well with Bo, with Abigail... They they basically use her to move the plot forward anytime they get stuck. We're like, oh, we're stuck. We don't know where to go next. And then they're like, oh, just have Abigail say something. And it works. That's the <laughs> worst part works. about it.
1: Like, it shouldn't work, and it would make me mad at any
2: other situation. <laughs> but I'm like, yeah, you know, like, yeah. That's what she does. That's her job. She comes in, and she says something, and we're like, oh, shit. And why is Rory Colkin?
1: The most adult adult in this movie. <laughs> oh no! He is calling every single shot in this. He's the only one <laughs> saying anything intelligent. He's the only one reading a fucking book and like what are you going to say he went and got an alien
2: book and everything. Like what are you talking about? <laughs> He's the expert of the movie. He is. All right. <laughs> Actually, we're getting we're getting pretty much right to that. Um, the cop leaves and then they end up going into town and that's where we get the book right he goes into the bookstore and there's this guy that's
1: like those are crop circles this is definitely a soda advertisement you know how many soda commercials i've seen today there is an actual disaster like on the on the edge right now
2: dude it's so real though right Yes, of course it is. That's that's why we've been dealing with the political and social turmoil that we have over the last, like, ten years, because of people exactly like this guy.
1: There are so many people that assume that because something <laughs> is on TV, it's automatically the devil, and I'm like, yeah, there's probably some things that aren't true, but I'm like, it's pretty
2: easy to tell what is serious and what isn't. This is the news, it's not War of the Worlds, like... It's the news, and there are aliens hovering around us all over the fucking planet. Like, this is bad. <laughs> and I just
1: love that the whole, like, internal struggle of this movie is like, hey, you're either with it or you're against it. But also, like, it's not. Like, I feel like that's a struggle inside of their minds, but the whole time, like, they're all kind of on the same side you know they're all kind of coming to the same conclusions but they're like you gotta figure out which side you're on i'm like we're focusing on one family and they all seem to be on the survival side
0: so
2: (laughs) (laughs) okay so so while while the kids are at the bookstore he's dealing with some chick
1: who's really (laughs) pressed about her excessive use of the word douchebag among other obscenities
2: (laughs) well gibson's at like a pharmacy trying to pick up his prescriptions (laughs) and or was it like is that where he's getting the inhaler or something i don't know maybe it's the most his kid getting the inhaler for uh for rory and uh (laughs) this pharmacy text like oh he used to be a priest i need to confess all of my sins to him right now (laughs) and can you imagine being that child i can't i cannot imagine that I hate people in general.
1: I can't imagine being like, hey, priest, let me tell you all the shitty things I've done. I get so much anxiety
2: just from like people I don't know.
1: <laughs> That's a
2: lot. I do think this might have been the first time that I heard the word douchebag in a movie.
1: You're kind of right. Douchebag isn't used often. I use the word douchebag all the time. I think it's hilarious.
2: Right. I feel like I have I hear it in real life more than I hear it in movies. That's very fair. <laughs> So and then while he's doing that, Joaquin, dude, no, no, you got to stop. You got
1: to stop. Everything that happens over the next five minutes is a fucking fever dream.
2: (laughs) It kind of is. It kind of almost has like like uh, like David Lynchian vibes of just how ridiculous this whole sequence is. I could not believe that any of it was real.
1: (laughs) <laughs> like not a single thing okay so he's talking to this army guy and then out of nowhere like they're talking for probably what five fucking
2: minutes his name's his name's sergeant cunningham he's portrayed by a man named ted sutton if you've never if you don't remember what this guy looks like or if you don't know what this guy looks like pause the show right now and google sergeant cunningham ted sutton you have to see this man's eyes
3: is it
1: safe to say they're talking for at least three to five minutes before it starts getting absurd for sure all of a sudden he's like hey you i know you kid and i'm like wait shouldn't you have like came to that conclusion a while ago you've been staring into this guy's eyes for so long now you've been like signing paperwork Right,
0: (laughs)
3: right with him and he's like i know you kid i was there the day you hit that crazy drive why aren't you a pro now you should have you (laughs) you should have
2: beautiful women licking your toes by now why aren't you in the big leagues making money and getting your toes licked by beautiful women i feel like this speaks way more to m night than it does to anyone else involved in the movie dude you
3: know that like (laughs) M. Night is just one of those
2: dudes that like, yeah, I'm a big filmmaker. I'm basically
1: Quentin Tarantino. Come and lick my toes, bud.
3: <laughs> you know what I mean?
2: I do know what you mean. And then uh, the burnout kid, who's also in there, is uh, Michael, Sh- Michael Showalter. You know who that guy is? I've heard the name. I don't, I'm not super familiar. Yeah, so that dude is fucking hilarious. He's one of the comedians that was in the old sketch comedy show, The State, and uh, he's also one of the the guys behind Wet Hot American Summer, and then that Comedy Central show that was out for a while called Stella. He was in that that kind of comedy trio as well. This dude's fucking funny. I don't know why he's in this movie. <laughs> I don't know any of, this thi- of those things, so um... <laughs> it's fine. It's uh it's all white people comedy. Okay, that's fair. <laughs> if if I'm being completely honest. <laughs> I mean, the Jewish side of my family
1: didn't seem to watch that, so I don't know. Maybe it's a certain breed. (laughs) Okay, so all that happens. He's, like, sucking Joaquin's dick. And then, conveniently, there's a man over, like, just sitting in the corner, pants to him, wearing a leather jacket. And he's like, hey, he strikes out more than anyone else. That's why he's not getting his toes licked. And then Joaquin is like, felt wrong not to swing. And then he, like, goes over to Leather Jacket and kind of, like, punches at him and, like, makes him
2: flinch. And he's like, I did it, dude. I freaking did it. It also feels like M. Night was just loosely explained by other people what baseball is. Like, he really wanted baseball to be a part of this movie, but I don't think he knows anything about baseball. I don't think he even cares. (laughs) Why do you think it's such an important part of the movie?
1: I think he's trying to sweet baby Ray it.
2: <laughs>
1: he's trying to make it
2: human. Baseball, baseball, humans, baseball, human, ba- swing. Human, human, Americans, swing. baseball. Oh, you couldn't. Oh, bad.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so let's move on. At one point in the movie, the officer told Rory Culkin that he could use like a baby monitor as like a one-way walkie-talkie. So he right. does, and he hears the first of many signs in the movie which you know it's just like weird feedback and Joaquin tells them that the crop circles are really a bunch of you know nerds fucking geeks geeks who have never had a girlfriend in their lives they're like 30 and they work up little codes together and you know they analyze greek mythology and make up secret societies with other guys who've never had girlfriends he says it's a scam and nerds were doing it 25 years ago, and now new nerds are doing it again. And then he kind of just like looks at Mel Gibson for assistance, and he's like,
2: Yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah, good, good enough. And then whenever they start listening to the baby monitor, he goes, This is exactly what the nerds want. <laughs> Why is this like, it feels like she's all that or something like that?
1: Right? You know? <laughs> I don't know. It's so weird. It just feels like Joaquin's about to beat up the Joker. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't he kind of feel like the Joker's
2: opposition? Batman? No, but in the Joker movie with
0: Joaquin.
1: <laughs> F- Batman wasn't really
2: there. Yeah, I know. I actually haven't seen the Joker. Oh, you haven't seen... twenty-eight? I know. Yeah, 18. I know. Wow. Yeah.
1: It's been I
2: know. Three years, man. I know. Just see it, dude. <laughs> And I'm sure it's good. I'm not even. I'm not even pretending like I'm not going to like it. I probably will like it, but I still haven't seen it. Okay, then I guess I can't make that reference right now. <laughs> anyway,
1: they just like, have this whole Joker? thing where they're like, you know, they're like, oh my god, there's signs on this walkie-talkie, and then like, you know, walking a out like, no, there isn't. And then they're like, look at this, you hear it? There's signs, and they start like climbing up to the roof of the car to like, you know, get the signs a little closer,
2: get the feedback, blah blah blah. Moving right, on, right? right. Yep. This is what the nerds want. And then uh that night Mel Gibson goes alien chasing again. So he starts running out of the crops and he's like, "You're not going to be famous." Just like
1: just <laughs> off into the abyss. He thinks it's <laughs> the langhorns or whatever. It's just still so ridiculous.
2: It's not human. That's when we see slimefoot. This is slimefoot.
3: <laughs> he's like, "You're <laughs> not going to get famous. I'm not going to call the cops and they're not going to know about the crop circles you're making." <laughs>
2: And then,
1: yeah, we get a slime foot. Is that our first, like, sign sign? I think, Tech, if you don't count the stick figure, then yes. You're right. I would count the stick figure. There's probably our second sign. This is, like, our first sign that has some goo on it. Right. So he gets that sign. (laughs) And now Mr. Gibson is a firm believer. He calmly walks in the house, just kind of not saying a single word until everyone looks at him, and he's like, all right, let's turn on the television. And the TV basically says, yo, man, there's a lot of, you know, UFOs out here. And then, okay, so they're all looking at the TV. And then Rory is like, we got to record all this because science
2: and history and first <laughs> alien
1: <laughs> encounter.
2: I really felt like this was pretty heavily inspired by 9-11. Just, like, having this event happening and then, like, people taking the time to, like, record it and shit. And just, like, everyone, you know, in the country watching news coverage and stuff. Like, I mean, at least for me, obviously, you know, the age that I am, that was the first time any anything like that really captured everyone's attention at, at the same time. And so I really felt like he was kind of going off of that. Do we know, like, when this script was written or when it went into production? Because it came out That's true, I don't know.
1: I think it was, like, April 2002. I could be completely wrong, but I feel like I saw April at some point. Yeah. It could be, though, because, I mean, it definitely is pretty indicative of that. When you watch it, it's like, okay, yeah, the whole world's looking at it. It's a travesty. You're all trying to figure out what's going on. And, I mean, yeah, Rory's reaction is very much like, okay, yeah, we have to document this like yeah. it is important and you know it is kind of weird too because they do a lot of things that are kind of just tugging at your heartstrings all the time because he goes to grab abigail's dance recital tape and she's like no not my dance recital and he's like look we have to do this because it's very important history science all those right. other things <laughs> and she's like no and then he's like dad and he's just like dude just go get another fucking tape and it's so weird too because like I feel like Mel Gibson, I feel like Mel Gibson is parent assisting. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, Rory is the dad, and he's, like, side dad. Oh, yeah, for sure. Because he's just like, Dad, come on, dude. You, you 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 recognize that we have to record this, right? And then Mel Gibson's like, yeah, yeah, we do, but just get another fucking tape. Get a, get a different tape, kid. And also, like... It's weird to me how Rory is being such an adult, but at the same time, he's like, oh, let's do it over this but dance. You have more fucking tapes at the house. Are you kidding me? You have one. Right. But anyway, he gives her this whole like well thought out dialogue about aliens. And then finally, he's just like, OK, Walking Phoenix, <laughs> I'm going to use your tape.
2: Swimsuit spectacular. <laughs> Oh, God. I feel like we've talked about this already, but, like, just imagining a world where porn wasn't as easily available as it is today is just, like, just shocking. You have to videotape a swimsuit show.
1: The Hills Have Eyes turns out to be the Hills Have Thighs. Every time in my mind. It's also pretty funny that, like, the newscast conveniently stopped until Rory put the tape in. Oh, perfect timing! Absolutely, he he planned that out because he's a scientist. And when it starts, the news guy is like, "This is gonna change science and history forever." And Rory's like,
2: "Ah, oh, ah,
1: oh, ah!" Oh. Fucking told you, bitches! Are you, are you,
2: you
3: hear that? <laughs> <laughs>
1: So, Joaquin is worried about what's to come, and Mel Gibson gets insanely dramatic, and he's like, there are two groups that exist while the alien phenomenon is starting. And he goes, there are the people that look at flashing lights, and it terrifies them, and the others that see hope, hope, hope. Is it a miracle? Is it a sign? Are there coincidences? Well, well. Joaquin thinks not because, you know, he's trying to kiss this drunk girl one time and he's like, Oh, you know, I tried to kiss
3: this girl, but then I had gum in my mouth. So I looked to the right oh and I took the gum out of my mouth. And then when I went back to kiss her, she was looking uh, down and she was puking on
1: herself. And he's like, Oh, man, there's no such thing as coincidence, man. That's a miracle. Dude, that whole story is just so fucking ridiculous. That is the broest story in the world, the broiest of bro stories. Could you imagine like put yourself in the in the shoes of a PC frat man, you know, you're standing around? <laughs> like,
3: uh, you know, bro. You know, I'm freaking like real freaking cool aesthetic, bro. You know, like I'm just freaking. Cool I'm just pathetic. trying to pound some puss, bro. You know what I mean? Like I'm just freaking oh, like vibing God. out in the fucking. You know what I'm saying in the three one five. You know, I'm just fucking going back and forth and back and forth. You know what I'm saying? I'm just drinking some fucking gin and tonic, dit. You know what I'm saying? Give me some patch blue ribbon, dit. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And like, you know, I'm just I'm just chilling in the back you know just freaking vibing dude you know what i'm saying you know what i'm saying i'm just freaking you know i'm just sitting in the back dude do you remember mel gibson's response to all that you know dude And the girls just tried to pick my mouth dude and then i was like you know i'm just like you know let me take the gum out bro but then oh she didn't puke in my mouth dude you know that's freaking sweet life is good now brah
2: yeah and then mel gibson immediately responds with oh yeah but my wife's dead <laughs> He does say that. (laughs) He says that.
3: (laughs) Yeah, he basically goes...
1: (laughs) This is when, like, all of the scary movie part of this movie starts for me. Yeah. He starts saying this, and then, like, for the next... I don't know hour of the movie he's going to start having like mild little flashbacks the flashbacks to the
2: the scene the the car scene the iconic yeah. car scene
1: <laughs> which also the first time I watched this I didn't realize that M Night Shyamalan killed his wife
2: oh yeah yeah what is his name Ray Romano <laughs> <laughs> also you notice that he's like the only person of color in the whole movie is himself is that true pretty much was walking phoenix is he celtic
3: <laughs> yeah sure we'll go with that. yeah
0: that
3: makes sense <laughs> I feel like
1: Emma, Lo- Emma-, Emma- Lama Shama-Lama is one of those guys It's like you know the white men are the key to success in Hollywood <laughs> so he doesn't know who else to cast <laughs> Oh okay, God. you know, as much as I'm making fun of this whole dialogue exchange and how fucking stupid M. Shamal boy like, writing is, I did really like it when Joaquin was like, what kind of person are you, like, in accordance to, you know, miracle versus coincidence, and then Mel is like,
2: it comforted you, so why does it matter? That's the, that, that's the formerly religious response.
1: <laughs> it is, but the fact that he's not anymore and he's Mel Gibson deep now makes it Mel Gibson deep. Mel Gibson deep. I like it. So, yeah, I mean, we'll talk about
2: his lack of faith later and his dying wife. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we'll come back to that. We just get a teaser of it here. We'll come back to it.
1: I'm not even going to lie. I'm trying to get, like, through a lot of the story so I could just talk about the problems that I have with this and why I still like it anyway. <laughs> like that's my goal of this episode we can get through the story real quick we can get through it real fast if you want to it honestly i feel like if we really want to tell this story abigail breslin's being creepy rory culkin is god mel gibson has no fucking no no walking phoenix has no fucking clue what he's doing mel gibson is there he's just pretending pretending to understand how to be a dad He also knows how to fight the aliens, but no one believes him because he's so weird the whole movie. (laughs) And then the aliens are the stupidest fucking creatures in the world. They're really dumb. They're very, very dumb. I feel like every time you see aliens depicted in a movie, they're smart as fuck. And you're like,
2: oh, these are a threat. Yeah. These guys are not a threat. They're not. I feel like if you had a weakness to a substance... You specifically wouldn't go to the planet that's, like, 70% that substance. Look, we went a lot
1: longer than I thought we would, but the Earth is 71% water, and these (laughs) aliens are 100% dead by water? Go to a different (laughs) planet,
2: you fool. Like, this is not... You are not that guy, pal. You're not that (laughs) guy, pal. (laughs) This is not that planet. You
1: are not that guy. Whatever, whatever. Let's story it. Fuck you, you <laughs> stupid alias. You're so dumb. <laughs> okay, so that's another flashback. I don't care about that. We we cut to Joaquin Phoenix, who's just sitting in a closet with a TV on his own. Yep. Because he's like, I don't want the kids to watch the TV, blah, blah, blah. And then he looks at uh, Mel Gibson, walks in the room. He's like, hey, have you ever heard of Furry Fur Rabbit? That's a game, right? Do you want to explain that for me? I've never heard of Furry Fur Rabbit. Look, that's definitely a thing that he's doing where he's manic and he's just like, yeah, you know, that's a game. But I'm like, Joaquin, what life are you living? Are you also trying to be human right now? Do you need a bottle <laughs> of Sweet Baby Rays, buddy? <laughs> it's just a lot that's going on there. Fill him up with the Sweet Baby Rays. I think the guy's watching too much alien reality TV. Something.
2: It's like, is she really going out with alien? And right after that, we get a uh, iconic scene, classic iconic scene of... Uh... Mel Gibson checking on the kids, and they got their little tinfoil hats on. This is what we saw in the trailer
1: that I thought was not real. <laughs> Could not have existed.
2: Frickin' classic.
1: The tinfoil hats are here. Aliens are vegetarians. Um, the drawings <laughs> of aliens in the alien book are drawn up by
2: two-year-olds. I don't know who the fuck was the artist, but... why? Why are they exactly... Uh, An adult-sized body and two children-sized bodies. Like, why is it exactly their house? Like, that's just too much, right? I thought I was watching Amityville. Right. Like, literally, it was like an
1: Amityville explanation where they're like, oh,
3: you know, it happens to be this house. Here it is. You never knew that the Amityville house was here. I was like... What are you fucking talking? Why would any alien be like, <laughs> I got to
2: focus on Mel Gibson and his family? This one farmhouse, this is the one. It's been foretold. I. This is where the movie kind of does this weird thing now where we start just inserting different horror tropes. So we insert this one of, like, kind of the the – what's it called the foreshadowing and like the house is your house and those bodies look like our bodies we insert that here and then we also insert these random phone calls mel gibson getting these creepy phone calls of someone just whispering father and then the line goes dead that was the dumbest thing in the world it's like it's just excuses to have horror tropes like creepy phone calls is a horror movie thing especially in the early 2000s So, like, we have to have a creepy phone call. Like, that's the only reason it's there.
1: Is it also a trope for someone to just be like, hey, you have problems. You need some fruit. Because (laughs) Mel Gibson says that to his kids or somebody. He's like, yeah, you're having mental problems. Eat some fruit. Eat some fruit. Just go eat
2: some fruit. Walk it off. Like, what the fuck? Rub some dirt on it.
1: Yeah, and then right after he says that, he gets the call from M. Night Shyamalan, who's like, uh, and then the line cuts, and he's like, oh, my God, I got to go to Ray's house. What? Got to go right now. What are you talking about? You need to. You don't even know what happened on that phone call. I would have, <laughs> if I ever got that phone call, it wouldn't be a thought in my mind three seconds after the phone call.
2: Oh, I wouldn't. I wouldn't be responding to the phone calls. It's just like, oh, that's weird. If they really need me, they'll call back. Exactly.
1: Moving on. Like, I'm sorry if something <laughs> actually happened, but like that's my thought process, and I don't know what to tell you. Right. And then he goes over to his house. He's like, Yeah, I gotta go to Ray's house, and. It's even more ridiculous, like, not only did he do that phone call and just assume that Father Mel Gibson was going to show up because of that, he's like, hey, yeah, I had a very big issue, and I didn't know who to call, so I called you. What, you didn't know (laughs) 911? What are you talking about? Like, it's not like a thing where he didn't want to call
2: the cops. It's a thing where he was like, I didn't know who to call. It's so odd. It's so extremely odd why he called him here, and he called him here because he trapped an alien in the house dude he trapped an alien in the house and he was like my first thought was to call
1: you father but i'm also like he didn't leave the house he had all this stuff packed in his car and i'm like wait you didn't tell him to come to your house you just assumed he was gonna come to your house but you waited outside for him to show up yep how did you know he was even gonna come how long were you gonna
2: (laughs) wait there what was your cutoff time i don't know man (laughs) i just have no idea That makes no sense. It doesn't. It really doesn't.
1: It's just very, very confusing. But, you know, it's fine. And this was also the scene where I realized that he killed his wife because he does this whole thing
2: where he's like, I'm sorry, I killed your wife. But now there's aliens. (laughs) But now there's aliens. So let's just move on. (laughs) Like, does he say anything else? (laughs) No, not really. And then he says, I'm leaving. I'm going somewhere where there's water because it looks like they don't like water. Okay, and also the first time that I watched this, I was like, okay, because the scene
1: after this, Mel Gibson is going to go back home, and he's going to be like, hey, I heard from somewhere that they don't like water, right, maybe we should right, try right. that. And everyone's like, no, you're stupid. <laughs> and I was like, where did he hear that? And then when I rewatched it, I was like, oh, okay, I just missed that part. I guess Ray told him that. Yeah, Ray's Ray's going to a lake His whole, like, explanation he's like, okay, so I've noticed that all these crop circles are at land. Obviously, they're in corn crops. You think that that's growing? How do you make
2: a crop circle in the
1: water? Yeah, is that growing in the water? And that almost makes me think, like, did M. Night Shyamalan really just sit there and think, like, you know what, that's why aliens make crop circles. <laughs> they don't like water. Because <laughs> if that's your explanation,
3: fuck you, you're an oh asshole. Oh my
2: God, it's so fucking funny. But
3: you know what, could that be his explanation? Because he's playing the guy who's uttering that, so I'm like... He is. You know? <laughs>
1: yep. Anyway, he goes, yeah, well, crop circles aren't in the water, so I think aliens don't like water, I'm going to an island. And immediately when Mel Gibson goes home, he's like... Maybe we should go to the water. And everyone's like, fuck you. You're stupid. Where'd you hear that from? Idiots are us. Also, how weak are these aliens that we can just lock one in a pantry? How weak is Joaquin Phoenix's will that when he's watching the television and he sees Mexicans on TV, he goes, Vámonos, Vámonos!
3: <laughs> <laughs> like, you were
1: speaking in fluent English for the rest of this movie, and the second you see a Mexican on TV, you're like,
3: Vámonos,
1: muchacho! <laughs> like, I'm going overboard, but that's what it they felt like.
2: Even, they can't even hear you, bro. Like, why are you even. <laughs>
1: And how reverse racist is it that, like, when we're watching this, these kids are speaking, like, fluent Spanish. And then all of a sudden, they're speaking fluent American English when they're like,
3: it's right behind the wall. And I'm like, wait, weren't you just, like, not
1: fluent in this language two seconds ago? Like, I'm not saying that people can't be bilingual, but I'm saying in this instance, it did not seem accurate.
2: (laughs) That scene is so iconic, though. That whole (laughs) video, the birthday party... And the alien and the camouflage, like, it's just iconic, man. Well, that's the first time you see an alien, like, fully there, right? Because you pause
1: on it and they're like, here it is. And honestly, this movie does it really well. Where, like, you know, you don't see it a lot. You don't see much of it. You don't know what's going on. And when you see it, you're like, okay, that's pretty freaky. Like, it's kind of, it kind of looks like, okay, well, again, back to scary movie. You know when they have an alien that's just kind of like, flopping its arms and walking by it it is that it
2: is (laughs) right it
1: is it is but I don't know I like it but it works I like it a lot (laughs) look I don't know this this is one of my favorite M. Night
2: Shyamalan movies yeah I'd say that I would agree with that
3: like is that fair
2: yeah also I think that my my views on M. Night Shyamalan are different than a lot of people's like I actually like the village I don't remember the village that much. <laughs> I remember the visit. I don't remember the visit
1: at all. I don't think I've ever seen the village, actually. That's another one. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, like, he has his shitty stuff. I mean, like, is Avatar good? No. No.
2: Everyone knows that. Is the happening good? Yes. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> it's not good, but
1: is it fun? Yes.
2: I don't know. I've only seen it once and it was in theaters and I was so mad. Did you expect it to be like a good movie or something? I didn't expect it to be the trees are killing people with signals because they're mad. I didn't expect that. No.
1: That's pretty funny. <laughs> it's like a Birdemic M. Night Shyamalan
2: collab. You know? I wish. I mean, it is. Is it not? <laughs> That's just funny. It's not. Like, it's unfortunate, but it's not. Look, like it's not
1: a good movie, but I haven't seen Old yet either. And you know, when I was at Best Buy today, I saw Old and I was like,
2: you can buy that already? Yeah, it's out. I feel like that's not a good sign. <laughs> when did Old come out? I feel like it just came out over the summer, right? You, I feel like it was like a month or two ago. Oh, it might have been. You could be totally right.
1: Anyway, all racism and Joaquin Phoenix aside, uh, we see an alien for the first time. And while Joaquin is getting more racist, Mel is getting less human at Ray's house. Uh, the police are here. I am with them. I, I am a police officer. We know all about the hoax. <laughs> I just want to talk to you. <laughs> we heard you took some of your friends downtown in a paddy wagon. <laughs> Don't throw your life away, son. Just tell us your name. And why you did it and we'll give you the same deal as we gave the others. You gave him a deal already? How long has it been? You've already been to court? Oh my god, it's so ridiculous. (laughs) And like, okay, this is when If you couldn't tell, he's approaching the alien that's locked inside of M. Night Shyamalan's cabinet. Right. And look. He doesn't know exactly what's under there, but he obviously has an inkling that there's an alien.
2: Yeah, he he
1: knows. I mean, he doesn't know, but he knows. He knows.
3: And But either way, regardless of who is locked behind the door, imagine sticking a knife under to see them. <laughs> like,
1: you could go and get a fucking mirror from anywhere else in the house. <laughs> Break a fucking actual mirror before you do that and like no, dump the edges
2: It's not as, you deep... start...
1: it's it's not as a... traumatic. Dude, you're sticking a butcher knife under there, you think he's not gonna grab it? <laughs> Look, I get what you're doing, man. I'd be grabbing it too. But it's a stupid fucking decision. <laughs> and then the alien grabs a knife from him and somehow so I don't get this. If I'm imagining this, like, how is Mel Gibson seeing under this door? He somehow grabs a knife back from him, ninja flips it, and then fucking like chops his fingers
2: off. <laughs> he like he like Benny haunted the bitch. It's pretty insane, man. It's gr- it's gold when it happens, though. I mean, it's amazing, but
1: it's crazy. And then also, Mel Gibson like remembers back to it later, like it's a fond memory <laughs> of his life. <laughs> I'm like, dude, like, is this the highlight of your life right now? You're like, dude, you remember the way I flipped that? If it were me, yes, that would be a highlight. You're right. And you are the same person. Me and Mel Gibson, we're the same person. He goes back, and both of the kids and Walking Phoenix all have tinfoil hats on. Yep, everybody's everybody's capped up. So Walking is definitely, in like, full into all the alien stuff at this point because he's sitting there going... They can camouflage. That's why we couldn't see them that night. Just full <laughs> tinfoil hat strapped. I don't know why they had to do the pointy end. but you Oh,
2: know. it's it's necessary. Dude, where's my
1: car? <laughs> Dude, what does mine say? Zoltan. So, when they decide to stay at the house, because that's what they decide on, Mel says that they need to board up the windows and doors, and Joaquin asks how it will stop them, and Mel goes... They have a hard time with pantry doors. <laughs> and that was a statement that had me going like, all right, so you're confirming that these aliens are fucking stupid. They're just
2: stupid. You can just shut them in a room. <laughs> just shut them in a closet. They can't break wood. Or even or or even try. Like, they just sit there. They're not even tied up. <laughs> Remember when Mel
1: Gibson walked up to that pantry and you can see its feet just under the cabin? Like, it's just standing
2: there. My dog can get out of shit better than this fucking alien Are you kidding cam. me? Beans, like, fucking <laughs> MacGyvered his way into some peanut butter today. That's what I'm saying, man. I am not confident that these aliens could have done the same. No, they could not. Even with their little fucking sleep needle that we'll see later.
1: That's a problem. <laughs> So Gibson is in the mood where he assumes they're all going to get brutally murdered. So, you know, he's going to make their favorite meal for dinner and then excessively scream at them for dessert.
2: It's so weird. It's so happy and, like, good and, like, yeah, you know what? We might die. So let's all just, you know, die happy. And then he just, like, flips. And now he's angry. Everyone's scared. Everyone's crying. Like (laughs) and you know what i want to talk about this at the end but we can just talk about this now and
1: then just sans it at the end why is rory blaming him for his wife's death i don't know there is zero reason for it if anything it was m night shamalan look when they're doing this whole thing and rory's getting mad at him we don't know exactly why His wife died yet, but he's basically saying like, it's your, well, no, he's not basically saying,
3: he's outright saying
1: it's your fault that mom died. And I was like, oh, so like maybe he could have saved her or he chose to like, you know, maybe pull the plug on her at the hospital or something like that. And then when we figure it out, it turns out that M. Night Shyamalan bashed her into a tree with a truck and she was like being held on by the truck to the tree. If you've seen Scary Movie, you know exactly what it is. Right. But that's what happened. And Rory's
2: like, you piece of shit, you could have saved her. And I'm like, uh. Well, I mean, I know that we've given him the pass of being the adult the whole movie, but he is just a stupid child. He is more of an adult than Mel Gibson. And if he can't see that, <laughs> then there's a problem. <laughs> it's just a lot. Yeah. Then the house gets, it gets really windy outside because apparently that happens whenever aliens come. It just gets real windy. <laughs> Is that true? I don't even remember it getting windy. It gets real windy when, they're, when they they board up all the houses, and then like the whole house just is like like almost vibrating, and like you hear like the boards clacking and stuff. And then like it gets they get surrounded by aliens, right. and you hear all these noises. And
1: so I guess back to the, to the dinner, just real quick. He gets super pissed at them because they don't want to pray, or no, he doesn't want to pray, and they all want to pray. Right. And then Rory's is like, "You let mom die." And then he yells loudly at Abigail, which what I do respect about this, and I'm not positive about this, but it seems like they kind of took Abigail off the set while he was like getting really scary screaming. Because I'm not going to lie, when he screamed and he was like, stop crying or whatever, you know, at Abigail, it kind of like gave me like war flashbacks. (laughs) A little part of you was like, hey, you can fuck right off Mel Gibson. Yeah, I was like, you're an asshole father right now. Like, you're actually kind of, like, getting to me. Right. But it looked like they kind of, like, took Abigail off the off the set for that. Because they didn't show her crying until, like, a second after. Like, a little right. bit after when he stopped, like, getting terrifying.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
1: I'd so imagine. I like that. I don't know. I could be wrong, but I'm giving them the benefit of the doubt. M. Night, if you did take her off the set for that, thank you. Because she was five. <laughs> right. Mel Gibson Jeez. scared me at, like, 25. <laughs> <laughs> So, anyway, they all start crying, hugging, all that stuff. He angrily eats mashed potatoes. But they don't cry for long because, like you said, alien feedback,
2: alien rustling, all that stuff. They forget their dog outside. No, they didn't really forget her. They knew something was weird about the dog, and so they specifically took her, like, out to the barn. Nope. They took her out to the barn,
1: and then, before they had dinner, Mel Gibson said... We'll bring her in. Oh, really? Does he say that? Yes. He says we will go and grab her before we board everything up. Oh, wow. They forgot about the dog. That's
3: hilarious. That is so upsetting. Fuck you. That's so funny. That's bullshit, dude. That made me so... I would I would just end
2: my fucking... That'd be the end of my journey. I don't care anymore. Oh my God how'd they forget it was barking and and whining and shit the entire time because
1: convenience james just like when they went to record the like newscaster like you didn't hear the barking or the whining until right when the dog was getting murdered right right Yep. well there you go yeah, so that happened. That's that's fun. And then this is around the time that Gibson just starts telling stories to calm the family. And apparently in the director's cut, there's like a third story that he tells. I think it might be to Meryl. Oh, Phoenix. really? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, so when the aliens show up to the house, um, they start, you know, sticking their hands through windows. Uh, I was pretty giddy during that. I, I like that. It was good stuff, man. It worked well. I like when something just slowly kind of creeps through a hole that it shouldn't be in. Yep. I like it a lot when you're just going through a window and you're like is that there?
3: Is that not there?
1: Mhm. So now we get to the basement portion of the movie and the aliens are apparently very good problem solvers as Rory says because he read all the alien books. <laughs> Which just means that an alien is punching the door while another one is trying to sneak into a coal chute that's in their basement.
2: Such great problem solvers, but they can't find their way out of a fucking room if you shut the door tight enough.
1: Dude, that's why I was so pissed the second they said that, because I'm like, we all watched the cabinet thing. <laughs> Are you sure they can solve problems? Because all I saw was an idiot standing there and getting its fingers chopped off. Yeah, that's all I saw. But it is pretty cool, because again, like it's slipping its hand through like the coal chute or whatever, and at first you can't tell that Rory's being grabbed. It's actually a good effect, like the way they cut it back and forth. Oh, it's great. When you cut back, you see the hand is camouflaged, and it kind of moves a little bit. Creepy right. as fuck. It's kind of like what was it? I think Sinister 1 or 2 and like, that red face kind of, yeah, like, slowly is one. behind... Yep. Uh, what's his face? Wilson, Patrick Wilson, right?
2: Yeah. Yeah. Ed Warren, but not Ed Warren in that movie. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of like that effect. Like, it's... You know, it's something that's
1: very obvious, and you're like, oh, okay, anyone can think of that. But it, when done right, it looks cool as fuck. Oh, it's great, yeah. So... They realize that they don't have Rory's inhaler around this time. I don't really know why he went into, like, um,
2: anahelectic shock at this point. I think it was just because of being grabbed by the alien. I think it just really scared him and freaked him out. So he's having, like, an asthma attack. Mel Gibson is like, you're
1: not going to die, bud. We got this. Don't do this again, God. I hate you, God. Doesn't he just make
2: everything
1: worse? He makes everything worse while making
2: everyone else around him believe that he's making everything better. Like, Jesus, like, if you were actually having, like, a panic attack, like, that's not calming you down. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know what? At the same time, though, now that I'm thinking about it, every
1: time that Rory got into one of these attacks, he did tell everyone to, like, leave him alone and not touch him and whatnot, and he was kind of just trying to, like, quiet on the set a little bit. I don't
2: know. That's kind of good, right? Yeah, but that's not what fucking Mel Gibson does. He goes to him, holds him down, and starts screaming shit like, You can't have this one! You can't take him! It's like, bro, you're not helping.
1: You know what? I entirely saw that, and I didn't think about that right now, because I guess they kind (laughs) of swayed my emotions, but you're completely right. He is screaming, I hate you, God, the
2: whole time while he's holding him, and he's like, breathe in, breathe out, God! Fuck you, God! Like, I get the emotion, but, like, you got to calm down, man. You're not wrong. <laughs> You're not wrong now that I think about it. Like, that's just going to make him panic more and, and still and not be able to breathe more. Like, if your kid dies tonight, it's your fault, homie. The air
3: is coming. Breathe. Don't be afraid. Here comes the
1: air. <laughs> Here comes the air is one of the most baffling lines i've ever heard in my life
2: here comes the air baby here comes the air (laughs) oh shit
1: (laughs) so now the best part of the movie the part where the cop tells charlie sheen that he can't put his hot dog in the wife's donut one last time oh no we don't have to talk about just
2: go watch scary movie yeah there you go just go watch fucking scary.
1: (laughs) what is it was that like three or four three
2: i think we determined it was three if i remember correctly
1: Just go watch the movie. So, on the radio, some guy says that one of the aliens poisoned his friend with poison gas that they lightly secrete. They being the aliens. But they also just abruptly left in the morning. They're like, yeah, the aliens just kind of went home. They're just heading out. out. And they also dropped the bomb that Mel Gibson and the family slept for 12 hours. (laughs) Like, you slept for 12 hours? I wish. That's a long time when aliens are trying to murder you. Yep. It's kind of crazy. Just take a nap. Whatever, man. So they leave the basement, and they get into a sticky situation, you might call it. A little bit sticky. But right before the situation, they hear on the TV that people found a primitive way to defeat them. But then they're like, we don't know what the reason is. (laughs) What is it? What are you talking about?
2: How are you defeating them?
1: But no one knows how you defeated (laughs) them.
3: (laughs)
2: Like, gosh, even in Night of the Living Dead, by this point, the radio was like, shoot them in the head, set them on fire, like, they figured it out. <laughs> Tell me why that's all I was thinking about. I'm like... Because they locked them in a basement. It's so similar. Because you are just
1: trapped in a little room, you're listening to the radio, like, oh my god, what, you're figuring it out? Okay, how do we do it? But in this one, they're just like, nah. <laughs> There's a way. There's a way you can do it. There's a way, if you want to <laughs> figure it out on your own. <laughs> Alright, Dick. So back to the situation. An entire alien pops up in the house and just grabs Rory Colkin as Mel Gibson just like left the room for two seconds to grab a TV. Right. And then the alien is pointing his wrist needle at Rory, and Mel gets stunned. And he goes back to the memories of him <laughs> and his dying wife, and she's like, see,
3: see and tell tell Joaquin Phoenix to swing. 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 Swing away, Meryl. Let me see a hip swing.
1: Swing away, Meryl. Got them apple bottom jeans, jeans, boots with the fur. Those are different different
2: songs. The whole club was looking
3: (laughs) at her.
1: Shawty got low, low, and then she swang.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Anyone remember the Miss May I version of Swing? Oh, I remember. I have a story. Am I supposed to tell my story about Miss May I? (laughs) I didn't know you were I didn't know you had one but let's go miss may I (laughs) you know why because I played I played a show with miss may I and those assholes the fucking drummer specifically I don't know who you are man but you were an asshole this night you fucking set up your kit on the side of the stage and in the middle of our set you're like fucking warming up and like we can all hear you and see you and we're in the middle of our fucking set Oh, oh you did tell me about miss may i i hate those be- i hate him he was like what tuning his drums or something in the back wasn't while you he guys even were... tuning just like warming up his warming up his feet on like his double bass pedal like we're trying to like play our song and he's just like i'm like fuck off dude like go do that backstage <laughs> you did tell me this story before i actually fuck may i <laughs>
3: Let me see a hip swing.
2: That was the only song when we played with them. At least that was the only reason why anyone even knew who they were was because of that cover.
1: I would say there's other songs that the Scene Kids knew about, but they, I will they say came. That they came later. That was my favorite.
2: They came. Did later. they? Was I think there? so. You might be right. I think so. That was kind of right when I was getting out of the scene. Fuck Miss may I eat your heart out, Flo Rida? <laughs> Also, I had a I have a a sign story. I know we're we're getting really close to the end here, but I feel like I should share my sign story real quick. So signs was such a big deal when it came out that at one point I was actually like, I was in like a I was in like a a a signs fan group. What's Lori Lori Strode? I was in like a Lori Strode situation. I was babysitting my uh, a couple of my nephews and my niece one night, and like. You know, I like signs was the new hotness. And so like I put on signs and like they wanted to watch something scary. So I made them watch signs. And then like I did the thing where like I had some of my buddies come over and like kill the power with the breaker. And like they were like outside the windows, like acting like aliens and like freaking all the little kids out. It was amazing. It was a very, very formative moment of my childhood and probably a very traumatizing moment for them as well. And uh I, I feel I feel really whole to know that I was a part of it. My best, like, memory of alien
1: movies is just this one alien movie that I saw at, like, uh, this babysitter's house that I used to go to. Like, she was just kind of the worst piece of shit in the world, and, like, her son (laughs) threw a brick at me once. And I told my parents, I was like, hey, this guy threw a brick at me, and they were like, that's ridiculous, that would never happen. I'm like, no, but it did happen. I'm like, do you see, like, the gash on my forehead? (laughs) Like, he definitely threw a fucking brick at me, like, a full brick. Um... But one time we watched, she was just like put on some alien movie and then walked away. It terrified me, but I just remember like the alien coming down. It was in like a very stereotypical looking UFO and it was like a very like uh, an alien not of height. And he was like, "Hey, what's up, Earth? I'm am an alien. What's up, guys? It was like Danny DeVito, Alien, but like with a big like mega You must say it Rick Sanchez. He <laughs> was like, "Hey,
2: guys, I'm an alien. I've been <laughs> looking for
1: that movie forever, but like, there's no way I could ever describe it to anyone and ever find it based on my based off of my description. So, I'm just gonna forever looking for that Alien movie. I love it. I want to find it." When I see it, I will know exactly what it is, but I've been looking for it for, like, 20-something years. Are you sure it's it. not a Paul? It was much before Paul. Trust oh, me, I got okay. that brick thrown at my head when I was, like, seven. Okay, gotcha. And, like, max. I don't even know if... I might have been younger than seven. I was probably, like, five. Interesting. Okay. We'll figure it out. I probably won't. I got a brick thrown at my head. What the fuck <laughs> are you talking about?
2: <laughs> so, anyway. yeah, we're at we're at Swing Away. We're, we're at Swing Away, Meryl, right? That's where we're at, right? Dude... How is this whole movie trying to be
1: explained off of this? Like Mel Gibson's, like I don't have faith in God because when my wife got split in the half by a truck, she said something absurd. I'm like, well, that probably happens when someone gets split in the half by a truck. And then he's like, and she said, "Swing, Meryl, swing." Okay, the first thing you said, ridiculous. You're losing your faith. Just be- I don't, I don't care about your fucking faith, Mel Gibson. But you have this faith. And you lost it because she said something about swinging when she is destroyed. This bitch's nerve endings and her fucking brain and everything is so out of whack. There's no way anything she's going to say is going to be. You're lucky you got as much as you did. Right. You should be so lucky, you (laughs) piece of shit. You should be so fucking lucky. But then further to that, you're telling me that it is all. A miracle or quit co- I don't is this a miracle or coincidence? Because in the end he's like, Oh yeah, she purposely said swing the bat. You're telling me that he wouldn't no. have just looked to the right and seen a bat on the wall and been like, you know what, I gotta beat this alien's ass. What beating an alien's ass doesn't come to your mind when an alien's trying to fucking murder you and your family? You don't think fight or flight? You don't think I'm gonna beat the fuck out of this thing? You have to you have to have A message from six months ago from a dead wife that got hit by M. Night Shyamalan's truck to remember to grab a bat that's right next to you?
2: And everything that you're saying is the reason why this can be a difficult movie and why M. Night can be a difficult director is because everything is just shoved so far up its own ass. Every little detail is shoved so far up its own ass.
1: Well, this movie is really just M. Night Shyamalan saying, Hey, guys suck me
2: <laughs> plus aliens
3: but i i still love it
2: lick, lick my toes like it's the stupidest fucking movie ever and it's great it's, it's great so good he throw he's, he starts breaking glasses of water on the alien kicks its ass does exactly what you think it's going to happen he beats the alien's ass yep <laughs>
1: some water spills on his shoulder and he's like oh my god it burns. Why like water is acid to these fucking aliens. Yep. And he just beats a bunch of water onto them. He's like, look, guys, I'm strong. <laughs> I swung my swang. And I guess the last important thing that happens is that again, a second time, Mel Gibson goes out and
3: he's like, Son! Don't you coincidence? I want you to miracle! <laughs> <laughs> And then he says
1: this stupid fucking shit where he's like, you know what? No, nothing's a coincidence. That's why you have asthma. It can't be luck. Your lungs were close. Yeah, your lungs were close.
3: That means no poison got in you. That's what happened.
2: Yeah. And that's the shit that is really, really hard to swallow. So cliche. So terrible. (laughs) So poorly written. There is no
1: plot to this movie. God gave you asthma. I can almost
2: even argue that there's no substance to this movie. <laughs> You're right. Yeah,
0: You're it's, right. A four star movie. it's a four-star movie.
2: and It's a four-star movie. Morgan wakes up. Everything's fine. His asthma saved his life. We flash forward in time. It's winter now.
3: He's the father again.
2: <laughs> everything's cold and he's a priest again. That's the movie. <laughs> That's it. That's Science 2002. Thanks for coming. It's been a great time having you. <laughs> Dude, I fucking love Signs. It's so good. It's
1: so good. For being the worst movie ever, this is the best movie ever. Like, I can watch Signs consistently. Yeah, I could too. I enjoyed every single moment of it. There's a fair amount of Mel Gibson movies I like, but just re-watching this made me want to just like Mel Gibson. I know. Need to... It made me want to like Mel Gibson when I fully know that I don't like Mel Gibson. Oh, I hate Mel Gibson, but I kind of want to watch Lethal Weapon now.
3: But God, can that guy fucking act?
1: <laughs> and do I want to see him alongside Donald Glover, like right this minute? Yeah, all the time. Of course. All the time, I do. I don't really know why Rory hated his father. That wasn't really answered. This has a ton of obvious issues. But you know, like it's aliens. Can they really be explained? Like, do we really know they're not just fucking stupid? What if alien? Like, we have so many movies about aliens being like smart, intelligent creatures that have taken us down. What if they're just idiots? Why wouldn't they be stupid? We're stupid. We're really dumb. Like, is it not possible that, like, I feel like my best argument for aliens is like, hey, how do, you, do we not know there isn't other life out there? How do we know the other life out there isn't fucking stupid?
2: Could be worse than us. It very much could be. We're bad enough. I don't need anything worse than this.
1: Yeah, so you know what? Maybe aliens are dumb. Maybe I'm dumb. Ballad. I don't like signs.
2: I like signs, too.
1: I like Signs. It's almost comical, like, how terrible but also great his
2: dialogue and plot and story. It's almost, it it, it makes me angry to admit that, like, I didn't just like this movie, I loved it. Like, that makes me mad to admit it. But I did. I loved this movie. I watched it the first time.
1: I thought, I don't know, I was like, maybe I could be wrong. Maybe I'm just, like, having a good time right now and I could like it less later. My rating did not change at all. Yeah. I loved it just as much. Like didn't change at all. I was like, no. This is exactly what I wanted it to be. What's next? Do we do
2: we do stars next? I don't know what that is. <laughs> our ratings, do we do our star ratings next? Is that oh, what I thought you were talking next? about a movie? Or are we doing fuck Mary Kill?
3: Um
1: We'll do Roger Ebert re- review. <laughs> oh, okay, great, great. He gave it four stars. Really? Two weeks in a row. that, Or, I guess not in a row, because I think it was some other... Wasn't it Let the Right One In or something? Yeah. It was a couple movies in a row where we have agreed with Roger Ebert. Son of a bitch. Four stars. And my favorite excerpt of his review is, At the end of the film, I had to smile, recognizing how Shyamalan has essentially ditched a payoff. He knows, as we all sense, that payoffs have grown boring. The mechanical resolution of a movie's problems is something that we sit through at the end, but it's the setup and the build up that keep our attention. Signs is all build up. It's still building when it's over. Oh. That's pretty smart. Is that not like perfect? Like a, yeah. that, that's exactly why I love this movie. Son of a bitch. Dude, Roger Ebert, say what you will. The guy's the guy knows what he's talking about. Fuck. Uh, <laughs> That was great. That was beautiful, actually. He, he summed that up so eloquently. Yeah. Like, I agree completely. Like, I didn't know why I like Signs so much because, like, we've been saying this whole time, we're like, it's kind of fucking stupid. It's weird, but it's like, it kind of does break a lot of those standard principles of a lot of movies around the era, but I guess just in general, too, where it's like, hey, yeah. you have to finish it off. You have to do this. And, like, it is that thing where if you do a weird one-off ending that doesn't make sense right
2: it's cool it's cool it's the cool.
1: movie's great so yeah i think you rated this four and a half right four and a half i saw your letterbox review you were a little higher than me but yeah 4 I, just i'm okay great, with that it's too. just
2: a great fucking movie it is a very very good movie
1: dude i mean it it's really entertaining it's not slow nope at all it has good scares, it has
2: good, like, it's just like Roger Ebert said. Yeah, I think that was the thing that really, like, tipped it over the edge for me to give it that four and a half was the, just the scares were good, the effects, I think, age okay, like, for what they are. Dude, the aliens look great. They look good. I I think it looks awesome when he cuts the thing's fingers off. Like, I think it looks really good in that moment. It looks a lot better than 28 Days Later.
1: Yeah. That's for sure. <laughs> so, yeah. It
2: looks like we would recommend the hell out of this, dude. Watch yep. Signs. If you haven't watch seen Signs. Signs in a while,
1: go watch Signs.
2: Yep, especially if you're like me and, like, it's a movie that you know you've seen, but you didn't appreciate it. Fucking watch it. You'll appreciate it now. So, fuck Mary Gill. You have Mel Gibson's wife, who is split in half.
3: Oh, no.
1: Charlie Sheen, dressed as Father Mel Gibson.
3: Okay.
2: And me. Okay, um, I'm going to let Mel Gibson's wife die, because I feel like that's the humane thing to do. So um, we'll do a kill there. I will fuck Charlie Sheen, and I will marry you. Aww. It's the buddies.
0: Aww.
3: (laughs) That's so
2: cute.
1: Try. So that was signs, guys. And if you didn't know, you can send... In a horror related question, or you could send like a little clip of a horror story into the show. Uh, last week, we played a little Kim clip. I'm gonna do the same thing again. This is no different. I'm gonna oh, play a Kim clip.
4: Now, the first horror movie I ever remember seeing though was Carrie, the original Carrie fucking classic. And I was probably like three, maybe four. And we were staying the night, my sister and I, at my Aunt Bernie's house. My Aunt Bernie loves horror movies, always has. Like, watches them at night by herself, and she laughs. And she has, like, one of those really loud, like, bellowing laughs. Now, my Aunt Bernie lives, like, in the middle of the fucking hood, like, (laughs) surrounded by crack houses, like, padlocks on her doors, German Shepherd chained to the garage, like, yeah, it's fucking scary as is. And my sister and I are staying the night in our house and we're in the living room with her watching this movie Carrie in the middle of the night and it's like thunderstorming and lightning striking and it's fucking terrifying <laughs> and my Aunt Bernie's just sitting there laughing like heckling <laughs> like at the fucking TV and my sister and I are looking at each other like pretty sure we're hearing actual bullets flying outside and our Aunt Bernie is like fucking whacked and we're never fucking staying here again like we're never fucking staying here again um, so we still laugh about that till this day. <laughs> <laughs> and that was Kim's
1: latest horror story. It's fantastic. <laughs> this is quickly becoming my favorite segment. I think I just want it to be consisting of Kim telling more <laughs> stories. Wish that was the whole show, but eventually she's going to run out of stories. <laughs> I feel like she has enough to keep us going for a while. <laughs> So, if you guys like the show and want extra content, go over to Patreon.com slash Horror Soup. Uh, like I said before, this month's movie discussion is Osmosis Jones. Next month is Cats, and of course, the other tiers include polls, which you can go and pick the worst movie, just the worst fucking movie you've ever imagined, the worst horror movie that is, and uh, you know stuff like this, fucking alien signs. You know, you'll 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 decide one of the movies that we cover. I want to cover Fat Man next month. Do you want to cover Fat Man next month? Uh, is that a movie about me? This has nothing to do with Patreon or anything else. The polls, but it's a Mel Gibson movie where he's Santa Claus. Oh, that's right. You sent that to me, didn't you? Yeah, I think it's like a horror Mel Gibson Santa Claus. Really? I didn't realize it was. It had a horror slant to it. I think it's a thriller at least. So like we could. We could oh, pass Oh yeah, it. it looks like dramatic. I think we should do it. All right i just i just want to see what he's up it's 2020 mel gibson as santa claus
2: so like this is new this is 2020 it's 2020 it just came out yeah that's shocking the the tagline is tis the season to get even i'm excited for it so
1: we'll probably do that soon Anyway, there's also Tales from the Crypt, Twilight Zone, Amityville content, I'll Suck Your Blood, the ability to pick a TV show and movie and all that other stuff all on Patreon.com slash HorrorSoup. And Discord lately has consisted of everyone invading each other's letterbox and attacking each other for their strange <laughs> movie ratings. And really, I wouldn't want it any other way. So if you want to join the Discord, you could head over to the Patreon or send me an email or a DM anywhere and I'll send you an invite. And, uh, you know... Thank you to Patreon for picking this movie. Thanks for making us watch Signs. Perfect. And the best way to keep up with everything Horror Soup and Night Shift Video is to follow the Instagram at Horror Soup and at Night Shift Video. Follow the Twitter at Horror Soup Sucks. Follow my Letterboxd reviews at Horror Soup Caleb and James Letterboxd reviews at Night Shift Video and uh, Horror Soup at Yahoo.com, YouTube Horror Soup, TikTok Horror Soup, all that other stuff james is also on tiktok doing night shift video he's doing tiktok stuff much better than i am so go check out his stuff you can check out his blockbuster home video stuff we're on different parallels of the world he's killing tiktok i'm i don't know i guess i'm existing on this horror plane over here i'm just kind (laughs) of like annoying people as i go on keeping some other people in you know i'm just like grabbing and dropping as i please (laughs) and uh and thank you to Tom, a.k.a. The Mutant Members Only Club, and Ross Lee for making the music that you are hearing on this episode. All the other stuff. I'll suck your blood shoutouts. James shoutouts. Sign shoutouts. Thanks, Mo Gibson, for being a fucking freak. See you guys later.
0: Drops up, baby, up. Give me, give me Give me, give me Give it, give it Har-a-suit.
4: Har-a-suit.
0: you like some bread I'll do you a slice with a pinch of salt, it'll taste really nice, you've done really well cause this stuff tastes just like hell swallow it down it'll fill up a hole stick out your tongue and look out your bowl, we're having a bite with creatures of the night grubs up baby grubs up give me hard soup, give me give me hard soup, give it give it grubs up Baby grubs up Give me horror soup Give me, give me horror soup Give it, give it horror soup Horror soup Mm -hmm. Horror soup Will keep you well fed It's gorgeous smell Could wake the dead Vegetable is just forgettable If your energy's low You know what to do Simply double on down Some of this spooky stew. Wine and dine a hungry Frankenstein. rubs up, baby, grubs up. Give me horror soup, give me, give me horror soup. Give it, give it. clubs up, baby, grubs up. Give me horror soup, give me, give me horror soup. Give it, give it. Horror soup, horror soup. Let me be your sweetie, cause your private chef. I'll be your just desserts. You can even drink it from a cup. I'll do, do the washing up, I'll, I'll do, do the washing, washing up. up. I'm getting full. I'm getting burst. my belly's gonna, burst. Your belly's gonna burst. Oh, can you see my psychic energy? It grubs up, baby, grubs up. Give me horror soup, give me, give me horror soup. Give it, give it, grubs up, baby, grubs up. Give me Harusoo, give me, give me soup Give it, give it Harusoo soup He can't even look after himself